I V M. This week, we dive into the evolution of Polish food and discover surprising ways in which it is intertwined with the history of the country. Two and a half kgs of meat, two kgs of sugar, one point three kg of rice, one point three kg of flour, one pack of cooking oil, five hundred grams of butter, two fifty grams of sweets. No. I'm not talking about a food recipe for a party. If you were born in communist Poland, this would be your monthly food ration. The early 1980s were a turbulent time in Poland. The central planning of Soviet Russia was riddled with corruption and inefficiencies, and it led to significant economic and food shortages. In Warsaw, buses of the Public Transit Authority had no spare tires, and the company announced that only the main routes would be kept. It said that the public had to get used to a situation in which there are shortages of meat, soap, cigarettes, and of a decent transportation system. There were hunger demonstrations across cities, including the largest one in the central Polish city of Lodz, which had severe meat shortages. Between 30,000 to 50,000 women and children marched on the arterial street of the city with their banners reading, "We want to eat." The hungry of all countries unite. Our children are hungry. We have no strength to work. In the past episodes, we have talked about the evolution of cuisine in the face of scarcity and shortages. If you have not listened to these episodes, I urge you to check out episode one sixty nine, the famine induced cuisines of North Korea, and episode one seventy, the war induced cuisine of Tamil Nadu. But this episode is not just about Polish food in communist times. It's about the larger arc of Polish food. and how it came to evolve in surprising ways different cultures evolved on the territory of the present day poland over the centuries the slavs settled the polish lands at the turn of the 5th and 6th centuries ad in a time of unfavorable weather conditions the 7th century brought climate warming which in turn had an impact on the development of agriculture large parts of poland were forested and the diet of that time abounded in simple meals grains were the basis of everyday nutrition Flours and groats were made from millet, barley, rye, and wheat. They were used to make aromatic podomki, thin flatbreads made with flour and water. These were served in either sweet or savory form, baked on hot stones or the heated part of the hearth. Nature was a major source of culinary inspiration. Nuts, mushrooms, raspberries, and herbs were collected from the forests. Pork and poultry were popular, and so was fish. The main thirst quencher was kwas, a fermented cereal based low alcohol beverage with a slightly cloudy appearance, light brown color and a sweet sour taste. Fermentation was a necessity for Slavs in the winter months since fermented foods and drinks provided immunity and many vital vitamins which were otherwise unavailable. The early 10th century brought about a significant change in the food landscape. In the year 966, Mitsko I, a prince from the past dynasty, was baptized. Christian culture had a great impact not only on philosophy, art and literature but also on food. With the rise of the new religion, bread and wine gained importance as element of the liturgy. The idea of fasting also started to spread. During fasting, you were not allowed to consume meat, eggs or dairy. With time, the belief spread that all foods form a hierarchy of sorts. 
the closer to heaven, the more pleasing to God. Plants from the soil, fish from deep waters and pigs were considered simple, unsophisticated and unsuitable to be served on the tables of nobility. Vegetables that grew on bushes, fruits and birds became preferred foods. Beef, lamb, game, poultry and wildfowl were served more often than pork, which started to disappear completely from the tables of noblemen around the end of the 13th century. Swans and peacocks were served on special occasions. The use of spices from overseas was a sign of wealth. At the royal court, dishes were spiced with pepper, golden saffron, ginger, mace and cinnamon. It was the 16th century that brought about another shift in Polish cuisine. It was considered the Polish golden age as it was one of the biggest countries in Europe. Trade flourished and the nobility became wealthier. In 1682, Stanislaw Czernecki, a soldier and a cook that, who had served the Lubomirsky family published the first Polish cookbook, Compendium Ferculorum, or a collection of dishes. He wanted to preserve the knowledge of Polish cuisine for posterity. This meticulously arranged book contained 333 recipes for fish, poultry, beef, and flour-based dishes, which gives us an idea of how rich and full the tables of nobility were. The next century brought about German rule. These were times of heavy feasting, the nobility used every excuse to meet around a lavishly set table. The beginning of Augustus III's reign was dominated by old-style cuisine, which abounded in greasy capons, golden ducks, roasted meat, broths, tripe and fish, all heavily seasoned with pepper, saffron, nutmeg, raisins, almonds, sugar and citrus. Later on, with the rise in preference for French culture, the way food was prepared changed as well. Boiled meat served with sauces became popular. Cooking wine, capers, anchovies and marinated oysters all came into use. The preparation of desserts and baked goods reached a much higher level. At the end of the 18th century, the country was partitioned between Prussia, Austria, Russia and it disappeared from the map. Culinary culture developed slightly differently in each of the partitions. In the territories occupied by the Russians, Polish cuisine flourished the most. The influence of Austria-Hungary is what gave Poland its cafes and a multitude of sweet treats came with it. Poland regained independence on November 11, 1910, 123 years after being partitioned. The culinary culture started to develop dynamically. Politicians and artists met in cafes or restaurants and organized various social events and balls. In the interwar period, people would shop in markets, market halls and little shops. Delicatessens were popular in big cities. Gourmands and partygoers knew very well where to go and what to eat. World War II and the period of communism that followed were difficult times for Polish gastronomy. Post-war Poland was characterized by a constant shortage of products. Although the restaurant scene had a bit of a revival in the 1950s, it never reached the level of interwar establishments. The years passed without any improvement in food supplies. People forgot the taste of crayfish, elegant roasts or sophisticated cakes and desserts. Food became simpler since people could not cook whatever they wanted, forced to make do with whatever they had at hand. Cities filled with long queues of people standing in front of shops or waiting for deliveries became a typical sight. Luxury products were sold in stores which accepted foreign currencies, usually American dollars. The Polish table changed as well. Furniture became plain. Tables and chairs often had long thin legs that tapered downwards. With the collapse of communism in 1989, the culinary landscape completely changed. 
new restaurants and cuisines have mushroomed and pork has made a spectacular return to the table making it the most consumed meat in Poland but let's pause here and look at the factors which influenced Polish cuisine over the centuries it started off with whatever nature provided to climate warming in the 7th century that brought agriculture the advent of christianity in the 10th century the flourishing of trade in the 16th century to the occupation of Poland by Prussia, Austria and Russia in the 18th and the 19th centuries. The last 100 years saw World War II and Soviet communism bring about food shortages. I had not even thought of Polish food as a distinct cuisine until I traveled to Poland. And I have only scratched the surface of what it could offer. But in a span of 15 centuries, the cuisine has had myriad influences. The story of a national cuisine is intertwined closely with its history. No cuisine is static. No food is authentic, and all we taste is a sliver of its culinary heritage in the short time we spend there. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM Network. You can listen to us on the IBM Podcast app or ibmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IBM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Utsav Memory on Twitter. and by we travel 42 on instagram